Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It is January 22nd, Friday, um, and we are at a Shared Universe podcast studio. We have Chris on the boards with us today. Cool. It's a Chris room. It's a definitely Chris room because I have my co-host Chris Ryan is here with me from EQ Captains, and our guest today is Tom Donovan from Asbury Park Music Foundation. So, and then I have to just announce that we have Jordan who's in the studio with us and she's not going to be on camera today, but her smiling face is just going to cheer me up the whole time. So yes. we have Jordan Ryan with us today yes. too. So it's a special, special day. We were notified of no school yesterday around 3.15. Yeah. So, so we decided 3.15. Jordan wasn't going to have school either at home because she was going to come hang out with us today. Well, you know what class she's missing right now? What? Technology. Oh, so this you're not think, really you're on a field a good, trip. I think this is a good substitute. This works. I think this yeah. is a good field trip, Jordan. You can substitute. tell your whole class you went on a field trip during technology. So yeah. Oh great. So it is a wonderful experience. Plus you get to hang out with me, so we're good. We we love it when you get to hang out with us. Um so anyway. Lots going on yes. in the chamber. You would think that not lots going on, but lots is going on. A lot of lots things behind on. the scenes. Yeah. We just um, we just officially made. elected our new board of directors for 2022. So we have, Chris is going to, thank goodness, conti- continue for one more year as chairman. Right. Yes. Say, Congrats. Yes. Congrats. Keep awesome boss. If, I have to say, I love it. I don't ever want to leave. If I stay much longer, though, they're going to be, you know. Telling me I'm a I'm a dictator or something like that. No, you know, no, no, no. That's that, my they're gonna, title. They're gonna, they're gonna you know depose me at some point. Exactly. I get to know. be instead of executive director, I'm executive dictator. Yes. Is the way it's starting to turn right. out. Um, and then we have Tim Tim Davis, who all of you know as um, he's now our first vice chair. Yes, he is. We have Jane Trezen as our second vice chair. Mm-hmm. We have Kevin Moot, who many of you have met on our podcast. Kevin is our new secretary. Yes. We said goodbye to Dominic Ladaraka from Purple Glaze Donuts after years after, of I don't service. Know how many years. Yes. years of service. He's, he's Nobody been wanted the, to take the only over. secretary I've known yes. at EMAC. Nobody wanted to take over because he does such a good job. They were like all afraid they weren't going to make it. And then um, we have Tom Duffy as our um, immediate, past. immediate past chair, and Kevin Muldowney from David M. Muldowney. Junior CPA, I think, is the whole official title as our treasurer. So, and then we welcome new board members: yes. uh, Kevin Ertle from First Constitution Bank, Marie Noglos from Woodward Realty Rumson, and John Musso from Tab of Jersey Shore North. I was going to let you do it. Were you? You, yeah. were, you were hoping yeah. I'd yeah. get them all yeah. because were you ready yeah. to it's fill been, in if I? The holidays. It seems like so long ago that we said, "Oh my God," we, that we set it all up. But, right. Um, right. But you know, it's a new year, and now we're now we're back in action. Chris is in the funky chair today, guys. Yeah. Every time he moves, the chair slides down you on just him. Just so fell two feet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Friday, everybody. Yeah, so so Chris is performing magic on the show today yeah. while you're watching. We hope you you hope you enjoy it. Um, <laughs> and let's see. So we had our conversation and coffee yesterday. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. was ex- that's fun. That's it's a, a really nice break. Different... It really is. It's a different type of um, experience and an event for us. Um, it's a lot more intimate, you know, a lot more you get to know. We do breakout rooms. It's kind of like the networking portion of our breakfast meetings, but it's um, it's much more targeted. It's, it's much more casual and it's nice. It's casual, but targeted. It's really interesting. We um, we kind of bring up subjects that everybody gets to discuss. So you, you definitely introduce yourself and where you're from, but then you have a conversation where you get to know more about yep. the people you're meeting, which is nice. kind of nice as opposed to walking into a room and going, hi, you know, and not ever really knowing what to say. So um, and we do it just for an hour on mm-hmm. uh, the third Thursday of every month on zoom and then we have oh elaine chambray says good morning good morning elaine another illustrious board member yes um and let's see so we did that on thursday tuesday we have our business after hours mm-hmm. which is 5 30 to 6 30 on zoom how to ease these winter blues mm-hmm. okay we probably will not have any world i believe shaking. tuesday we might be having a no we might be having a, a winter storm oh that'll be perfect so then so everybody if you're in your office go home and get on your zoom by 5 30 <laughs> grab your cocktail because it is an after hours grab your cocktail and we'll have some fun conversation again a little targeted because it's hard on zoom to just not know what to say so we'll have a little guidance and um easing the winter blues is really staying connected you know, talking to each other, continuing your your journey of 
expanding your network and meeting people and getting to know the people that you want to do business with or want them to refer your business mm-hmm. to someone else. Um, so we're doing that on Tuesday night. Uh, Elaine, you know, triggered that since she is chair of the BAH too. She's so her good. timing was really good. Yeah. Good uh, I think one of the things that you and I have excelled at is putting the right people in the right spots. Oh yeah. Cause and Elaine is a prime example of that. She is. She's awesome. Um, and we're, we are, we have been really lucky. Yes. We have been really lucky to, uh, really have a lot of involvement from our chairs, our committees, our board, um, and, and improving every day. So it's been pretty awesome. Yes. Uh, we did have our first business networking breakfast, mm-hmm. um, which we did a little bit of networking. Again, not as much yeah. as, as a normal breakfast. But then we had a nice presentation on um, – what was Tab. that? Tab. <laughs> Poor John. I keep forgetting. Tab, John Musso from Tab has been my savior for the last eight months. And I keep forgetting. It's just such a – the, once you say it, then I can remember what it is. But if you told me that I had to refer to it as the alternative board every time, right? I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't get it. But right. So tab we had a, is just such a great word. You know, yeah. Tab. 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 And it's off. not the soda. No, you know. But drink. once you pop that top, it is pure pleasure. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, and then we have our next breakfast coming up is the second Wednesday of February, and it is. Does this? What does this? What does it mean? What does all this mean? And we're going to be having Michelle Sakurka and um, Kathleen Connolly. Michelle Sakurka from NG- NJBIA and Kathleen Connolly from Linda Berry, McCormick, Cooper, and Estabrook. As an attorney, they're going to be discussing the new laws, la- uh, labor laws, not labor, employment laws um, that have come into play since COVID and how they yes. deal with them and, and how to navigate it. How to navigate it as an employer and an employee. Yeah. What, you know, there's both sides that have been, there's yeah. been a lot of legislation and I know Michelle's been very involved in a lot of that through NJBIA and Kathleen's job is to understand it and help mm-hmm. us understand it. So um, it'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, Kevin, yeah. Kevin Moot says my Friday vibes is this little girl lo- looking around the room at all. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's enjoying watching you, Jordan. And all the stuff, because there is a lot, a lot of see. stuff to see in here. It's awesome. So, um, good morning, Kev. Another, as we mentioned, board member and chair. Proud, and, and proud to have him on the executive yes, board this year. Yes, we are. And chair of our ENG committee. Yes, and they've been working on stuff as well, not ready to announce. And then, you know, we have, so we have stuff going on all month. And then we have our big, we have a big announcement regarding Spinnaker today. Yes. Uh, we have decided as a Spinnaker committee and the board of directors to move the date of Spinnaker from late April to early June. June, June 9th. 9th. Wednesday, um, June 9th. And we are we, we do have a few venues in mind, but we're not going to release it until we're sure. Um, but I think it just gives the world a little bit more time to calm down a little bit. And hopefully we can um, – hopefully by June – We've got the vaccinations in a better spot. We've got the infections in a better spot and the weather and we can we can get together. We can get together. Hopefully. We're hoping to start getting together in person outside again, March and April. Just give me just, just give me some <laughs> 60s, maybe, you know? I'll do right, anything, late 50s, you know? Maybe. Anything. Something. So yeah, so we can get outside. I think people still for a long time are gonna be just a lot more comfortable being outside. Sure. We know sure. the numbers went down when we sure. could be outside. And uh so that's been pretty awesome. So we'll we'll be doing that. Um so let's see. Anything else we want to talk about? Well, the reason that that we have our esteemed guest today, yes, is because we are going through our Spinnaker winners. Mm-hmm. And um, would you like to introduce, introduce our our guest? I'm gonna let our- you introduce okay. our guest because uh, you are our committee liaison yes, with our guest. Yes, so yes, um, so. we've been back and forth a couple times. We yeah, have. Yeah. It, happen- it yep. happens. Yep. Until we get tired of waiting and then Jill just takes over. But right. you know, that's because I tell her to. And She's awesome. Tom Donovan from, from the Asbury Park Music Foundation. What is your title? I'm the chairman Chair, of the board. Chairman, okay. Um, every, you know, oh my gosh, I'm so and the janitor there are two and the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm two chairman of the boards. Are we do it all. Jack me. of all trades. Jack of all trades. Um, and, and this is a phenomenal organization in our area that is uh, i'm gonna let tom explain a lot of it and and we'll we'll chime in when we have questions and stuff but um i got to learn about them through an old friend of mine who is also on the board john Liedersdorf, and he runs the lake house um, music studios and i've known john since i was 10 and it just kind of it's one of those things in, in such a political world it's one of those things that no one can have a problem with it's a wonderful, wonderful cause, um, and it is um, 
it saves lives in the long run. I truly believe that, that uh, yes. music and yep. that music education and turning kids onto a different path um, can can truly save lives. So yes, please take it away and just give us a little. All right. Little intro to it. Thank you for having me this morning. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here and uh, hang out with you guys for do an you, hour or so. Do you know what Spinnaker Award you won? We won the arts and culture. Good, because I was going to say that. But <laughs> yes, so you, yes. I, I knew. I was just checking oh, you. It was I, I knew. And good, I'll leave, good start. I'll leave pertinent information. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, on behalf of the board, we're, we're thrilled to be recognized and uh, look forward to the event on the, the 9th. We will be there and ready to have some great, fun great. and uh, celebrate all the, uh, the winners that you recognize that evening. Um, the Asbury Park Music Foundation started back in 011, and we've just quietly built momentum and then started making more noise as, we, as, we've, as we've gone through the years. And what we do, um, to your point, Chris, is save lives. Mm -hmm. And we do that through music. And our mission, if I was to break it down, is really uh, two-pronged. It's about our kids, and we bring them life-changing music education. And, of course, we teach them how to play music and instruments we also teach them how to navigate life. These are underserved, underprivileged kids from Asbury Park and the surrounding areas. Um, low self-esteem, little to no confidence, um, maybe food challenged, educational challenges. Um, music is the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. And when we work with these young people, um, in an area that they like and, and can grow to love and can excel uh, in, they really prosper. And I've known many of them now seven or eight years. And at seven years old, they couldn't look you in the eye. Uh, at 14 years old, they come running to you with a fist pump or a high five. It's amazing uh, to see it. Um, and that, that's why I do it. And every member of our board does it. Um, attached at the hip with that work, is also the community engagement, um, both Asbury Park itself and our community of musicians. That's really our mission, the kids, Asbury Park, and the musicians. Um, bringing live music to the west side of Asbury Park four years ago for the first time in 40 years was special. Yeah. That's special. Um, the railroad tracks, the great divider, as they say, that didn't stop anybody when we started those Monday That's sessions great. in the summer. You know, so music um, is just amazing. The great history of Asbury Park with its musical roots, uh, we, we celebrate that uh, every step of the way. So uh, we're thrilled with the work we do and um, excited to see where we go. Yeah. Asbury Park is, um, it is such a, it's got such a history in music. Mm -hmm. It in everything in our shore culture. Mm -hmm. They have an, uh, Asbury Park has an amazing chamber of commerce itself. Uh, Sylvia, sure Sylvia do. runs, Sylvia, Sylvia. And yes, that is her name and we love it. Um, <laughs> she's awesome and she does a really good job. Um, you know, our involvement with Dominic mm -hmm. from Purple Glaze has really brought us a lot yes. into Asbury as well as Tim, you know, Tim's hometown. So we mm -hmm. tend to do a lot of stuff for fun there. And um, Tim, Tim knows the bars. Yeah, and yeah. Can, we, and we, the we restaurants do. and stuff. And good, and, um, good man to have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's yeah. He's got a lot of recommendations. And I also have been, and a couple of members of our board um, and our chamber have been very involved with Covenant House Asbury sure. Park. I sit on the program board for there. Good for you. And the way I got involved with them was their Night of Future Broadway Stars and Night of Broadway Stars, where my daughter who sings was able to help raise money for them, and that's how I got involved in the mm. program. And to watch the students from Covenant House as well, the clients at Covenant House and their music and how it brings everyone together. Yeah. It just is such a universal language. It's awesome. And you yeah. think about it, even if you're not a musician and even if you don't like music, you um, you know, you chill out by putting on your favorite station, mm -hmm. classical, anything. Music is just it, – it, it's, sure. it's peace right. and it's right. culture and it's – and it's happy That's and right. it's, it's a great way to express emotions. Um, with my, both my daughters being into music, my younger daughter has turned me on to quite a few, um, types of music I would never listen to. Mm -hmm. And the words and some of these songwriters are just amazing. Yes. Um, and I have happened to 
proudly say that I know quite a few of late, your Lake House musicians um, <laughs> through RFH and through my daughter, Jamie. And, and you know, we've Great. Max Connery, who I know does some production there. And yep. Ham by the Pound, I believe, is Lake, Lake House. <laughs> You're and up on this. I'm telling you, Sonic <laughs> Bloom, just let, you know, let me tell you. And they won, I think, one year Youngest Music Awards as well. I believe so, yes. So do those students mentor any of your kids or does any of that work? Or how do you get – do you find mentors? Yes, we do. We have mentors. And, of course, the um, the educators themselves play a huge role. They have to build trust in these young people. Mm-hmm. And as you guys know, that that's that's how you build a foundation. You have to have trust and you build it from there. Um, and, and the amazing thing about our kids – any race, gender, um, religion, when we put you in a band, they know one thing. The band leader's counting in the song. One, two, three, four. And your job is to hit that first key, chord, snare drum, whatever it may be, and play together as one unit and perform that song to the best of your ability. And that is amazing to see that. Nobody knows Oh, you're you're a Hispanic, and I'm a, an African American, and none of that matters, right? And when you when you look back in our, our history in the late '60s, the only the segregation was in place, but the only thing that um, that didn't apply to was music. Yeah, a lot of yeah. musicians lot would of come east and go west, and that, and that's that's the beauty of music, and it, that they, still applies today. They it is. Speak one language. That's exactly and they, right. And they see the talent. They it's don't exactly, see it's else. exactly right. And it is a language. It is. From all steps, okay. writing it, the, right. the, the the written word, the written music itself. I mean, right. have you ever tried to take music? It's like uh, learning a whole nother second language, right. music theory, all of that. I know how to hold a guitar. I just That's can't good. play it. You know, Springsteen good. had that story when he first started. He, he, he could do all the moves, but he just couldn't, couldn't play it. Play it. <laughs> I'm kind of well, like that. A, I was wondering about that. You know, with with the history of Asbury and mm-hmm. with, and and now that you've been around for now about ten years, yep. um, have you have you been able to get any of of our celebrities involved for events or or any of that stuff? Or uh, uh, yes, we have. Right. Um, right. 2015, we started the uh, Asbury Park Music and Film Festival. I was at the Asbury Park Press uh, at that time. Um, we partnered with the foundation, and it really came about um, as a we needed a big event. We we realized the need in the community of, of the kids far exceeded our ability to raise small amounts of money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we had to go big, and we did go big. Uh, partnered with a gentleman by the name of Tom Bernard from Sony Picture Classics. You may know Tom. Um, he brought the film side. I was the kind of the business guy, uh, Danny Clinch, uh, who you, you know from um, Asbury, the f- fantastic photographer and uh, musician. And we put on uh, the first music and film festival in, in 2015, have done it every year since until the pandemic hit. And we hope to uh, revisit that in the future. But that enabled us to raise real money, mm-hmm. <laughs> what I call real money, mm-hmm. uh, to help fund our programs. And um Bruce Springsteen was there uh, on two occasions, Stevie Van Zandt, Southside. Uh, we, we brought the entire um, group back that performed way back in the, the 60s and 70s uh, in all the clubs. And um, it, it's special. Yeah. It's special. I mean, we had Danny DeVito one year. So you say Asbury Park. It, it's a it's a bucket list item for a lot of superstars. Yeah. And yeah. there's an appeal to it. There's a grittiness and, and a – uh, a coolness factor, I guess, yep. that uh, that applies to. Uh, well, it's it, you know, even when I was in high school, the the amount of big name and maybe they weren't big name bands back then. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were touring on their first album, but you know, you talk about Pearl Jam's and yep. Nirvana's and stuff yep. like that. And um, there was always a, a stopover from the Philly to the New, New York. York. Mm-hmm. That's right. So why not? <laughs> why not do another show? That's exactly right. Um, you know, back in the day, there was over seventy uh, uh, places to play music. Back in the, the early 70s, over 70 places. It's a little bit, it reminds me of a mini uh, Nashville. Mm-hmm. You go down uh, Broadway mm-hmm. in Nashville. I, I, I can envision a day in Asbury where there's music in every location. And I do love that a lot of that awesome. is starting to come back. I think so. I think I think I really do. Yeah. And I, I think, think it's so. thanks to the foundation, thanks mm-hmm. to Lake House, thanks to, yeah. um, you know, the efforts of the people who are just so passionate about what they do and keeping it alive. Yes. 
Um, we, the, uh, I was going to ask a question now. I forgot what it was. Oh, I was going to say, tell a story about the stone pony because I didn't grow up on the Jersey shore. So I didn't know about the stone pony until I <coughs> right. met my husband who always was at the stone pony. Mm-hmm. So my first experience going to the stone pony was my do- oldest daughter's really good friend, Jack Newsom, which I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he wa- he has was on Songland the first season okay. and he has a couple of songs out that he started to record and he got signed by Shane McNally. Oh yeah. So, um, so he's, he's getting there and he, you know, I've known him since he was five. So it's a really cool thing, but he actually put on a concert in the stone pony. And that was the first time I got to go and I got to see Jack in high school on the, st- at the stone pony. And since then I actually also got to see panic at the disco mm-hmm. at the right. stone pony. So all different types of music. We saw John, um, Oh, our band that that we love, John, who plays Asbury Park, the you almost you two. Yes. And I forgot the name of his other band, which I'm sorry, John, but it's he did so he did an almost you two concert at mm-hmm. Stone Pony. And nice. so on. You know, having those kids be in that area and then not have access to that is almost sinful. Right. So the fact that you're providing the access for them. Yes. Do they get um any of this ed- does you take education that they're getting in school? And bring it forward, or are you supplemental, or are you just your own, and you don't really know what they're doing in school. How does all that work? A little bit of both, all, all the all above. All the above, yeah. Hope Academy, for example, we do all the music teaching K through eight. We literally go into their school, and we provide. Is that a charter? School? That's a charter school, okay. Hope Academy. Uh, Asbury Park, we do after school lessons. We coordinate with what they're getting there, and and try to supplement it. Uh, we also work closely with the Boys and Girls Club. We have something called the Hip Hop Academy. Hip Hop's the, uh, I learned this from John Leadersdorf the other day. It's the number one music uh, genre in the world right now. So one of the things you have to do is adapt and evolve and things move quick. Mm -hmm. And these kids are on the cutting edge. They know whether it's technology. Oh, they do. They know it. They know. So we have a Hip Hop Academy. And beyond writing and, and performing and what have you, we've gotten into the, the job piece of yeah, this. Yeah, which is so That's important. That's so is a, awesome. This is a big deal for us um, because we, we're now preparing these kids for work uh, when they graduate from high school and or community college or college. Um, so being an audio engineer, uh, how to be a DJ, you know, think about it. They're, they're passionate about it and um, we're able to make that happen. Um, we got a, a grant from the Impact 100 group uh, last year, and they've really enabled us through their funding to take this to this next level. And we're looking forward to building on it. It's amazing. So now you think yeah. back when the kid was seven or eight, you know, no confidence, trying to figure out who he or she was. Now, now they're growing up. Now they're in high school and they are thriving uh, in this environment uh, of learning. Uh, where they struggled for all these years with math and social studies and right. other stuff. They're thriving now, um, not only in the music stuff, but in the other – because we, we teach them how to – hey, you got to work hard at math too. That makes you a good DJ or right. – And here's how you apply that. You're learning it, it. I'll never yes. use that in my life. Yes, you will, and here's how. Here's your actual application. Right. And you know what I love about your teaching them that so early is because that is such – an industry where you can make money. You don't have yes, to be the star on the record. That's, that's, that's right. You know, they, it right. takes a lot of people. It's mm-hmm. like the tech crew and Broadway shows. It takes a lot of people behind the scenes that's to make right. stuff happen. That's right. And there's not been, I mean, I didn't grow up with how that would work. Right. You know, and my experience with my older daughter is they didn't really get that until they started to go to college and decided that's what they want to do. And then they had to find a college. And, having, and, it's, a, and it's a curriculum that you get into. You know, yeah. I, mean, I thought, I thought music when I was a kid was you were a musician. Right. But what about the kids that aren't good musicians? Correct. They love music and right. love the scene. And right. Love, and love the and those support roles matter. The, the show can't go on. Right. No. Our, our show right If Chris was if not Chris sitting was here. here <laughs> we're, we're I'm just, not sure the three of us could do this. We're right. just talking. We could take these things. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, right. We'd just be sitting in a room having a really good time and right. nobody would know what we're saying. But right. now, because Chris is recording it for us, it's going to be on our website. Exactly. We can put it on your website. Yes, we and we can that. hear how amazing it is. Exactly. So this, this whole notion of... Um, jobs uh, is a is a real hot spot with us now. We're we're working on building that out further. That is, so we're excited. Awesome, awesome. How can anybody listening today help? Well, as as Chris and I were talking off air uh, beforehand, we were built we're, we're built in two ways: grants 
drive our programming. Mm-hmm. And there's some wonderful funders out there, and thank thank them all. I, I wish I could list them all down um, that help fund the programs. Our model uh, prior to the pandemic was we will do events, sell merchandise, engage with the community, and that will drive our operational revenues. Mm-hmm. Well, we all <laughs> yep. know that happens. And, and we're not the only not We're all struggling with right. that one, right. So we had to pivot pretty hard uh, to keep the educational programs going. That was first and foremost. And then we've had to make adjustments in how we raise money. Mm-hmm. And um, we've had to, to lean on uh, donors far more than ever before. Um, and God bless everybody. They have responded well. We did a thing in November <clears throat> where our board came together. We put up $25,000 from the board uh, and encouraged the community to match it. They they came in with 32000 by the end of that's great. Um, December. So that that's real money to mm-hmm. us. That keeps us running for several months from an operational standpoint. Um, we need more. Mm-hmm. We, much like you, are hopeful uh, that by June we can begin to gather in more significant ways mm-hmm. um, and really get back to driving that operational revenue we need. We find ourselves <clears throat> in a position where our programming continues to grow. It's meaningful work. We're having a real impact. Uh, we have one full-time employee. We have one part-timer and then a contractor that we use that, that takes care of our beat bus that we have that's also parked right now, unfortunately. <clears throat> and then we have a very engaged working board. Um, so Sounds our, really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> you recognize it. Yeah, right? yeah. <clears throat> so it's been a great uh, learning experience through the year. The board's tighter than ever. We're all in together. Um, <clears throat> but business-wise, y- you have to raise more money to, to position the organization for many more years yeah. of uh, growth and, and success mm-hmm. for the community. Uh, and that's kind of where we are. We're in that in-between where we're hanging in there. But we, we need everybody that's listening to this. Yeah. Uh, to, And I will tell you, in December, we had 184 donors from $5 to 5000 That's great. Every one of those dollars makes a difference. Yeah. So if you're if you're sitting home and you're well, I only have twenty five dollars. Let me tell you something. We can put that to work. It adds up. Yeah. And it goes right to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can tell you that. Uh, nobody's getting paid on the board. It's the staff that executes uh, the plan. So we need we need help like every other right. nonprofit. Right. Um, <clears throat> the arts are important. We know it's been a year of of uh, need for food. We mm-hmm. understand that, mm-hmm. um, but we also hope that as things loosen back up, that the arts kind of charge to the yeah. forefront a little bit here, and because it saves lives. There's, I would say I'm sure point. that those kids who are stressing <laughs> out are are doing using their music. They are. Sure. I am sure they are. That well, is like are. the big. I mean, I'll sit here, I'll be at home, and all of a sudden I won't hear from my 17 year old for the longest time, and then all of a sudden I hear this noise, and she's upstairs yes. playing the guitar and singing. They are, and yeah. it's it's her solace. They are, and one way or another, we're going to keep bringing them together and keep delivering. How many students? How many kids do you have in your program? Uh, over 300. Oh wow! Yeah, between the over 300. 300. When you add the the That's kids great. from Hope and then the after school sure. stuff. And then the individual uh, scholarship stuff that we do, we touch a lot of kids. We do summer camps, which was cha- a challenge last summer. Um, yeah. Um, but it's, it is what it is. We're up to whatever the challenges are. And there's a response almost – I mean, I would think you would feel a responsibility um, to continue to keep those kids engaged, especially now with everything being so unsure – to, to still be there for them. And it's, it, it's almost, you, it's almost like you have to hold on tighter. I will be broken down to not being able to do anything before I let one of these kids stay behind mm-hmm. you. You're, you're spot on. Yeah. I, I know these kids, we know these kids Yeah, and our work, you see them growing and developing just like your daughter is growing and developing under your, your leadership and nurturing. We can't stop. Yeah. Right. You can't, that's where we are. We can't stop and we're not going to stop. So. And so who you have, you said you have the staff. So how does your, how do your teachers, are they volunteer, uh, your program, you know, how does that work? Yeah, we work through John Liedersdorf, um, who owns Lake House Music Academy. Um, we provide professional uh, teachers, educators, and musicians that teach our kids, go into the schools, and we pay them. Uh, and that's part of that partnership that, with right. the musician uh, community. Um, 
So you're, you're not getting it. It's not me trying to teach you how to play guitar. You got a real guy that's teaching how to play guitar and real uh, educators that know how to engage with mm-hmm. kids and, and, and such. So that partnership with Lake House Music Academy makes all that happen. Yeah. See, we bring a program. Hey, we got an idea. You know, the, the uh, after school develop skills to be a DJ, audio tech and all that. John has people that can write the curriculum. And then we put it in to play. So yeah. it's not like I'm sitting there trying to, or, or you know, one of our board members, going, what about, you're, you're give not, it to the professionals. Go- Googling right. it. Right. right. Okay. Give it to the professionals. Yeah. We, we nurture ideas, turn it over to them. We find the funding and then they make it happen. Are they teaching theory too? Um, some. And there's songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you'll get into some different theory there, but it's more, um, practical mm-hmm. and what we found if, if they can learn one chord this week and then that's second chord or, or key on a, on a keyboard they quickly build momentum and confidence right once we get the the basis of confidence in them then we then anything's possible yeah they become a sponge at that point here remember when they first come in they're very this is another thing yeah. You know, uh, uh, you, you, you'll, you'll see all the nonverbals. Like, yeah, I'm, this isn't cool. All of a sudden, it becomes cool. Right. How, how long does it take to take it, some of them? Uh, the, the toughies, a few weeks. That's not long at a all. A few weeks. No. And listen, not all of them make it. Not all of them will make it. Yeah. But this is a place where we're going to give you an opportunity. And how do they, any how do they dream get you have. How do they, how do they, how do they you know, um, get involved? Their, their families can come to um, Lake House. Uh, we see them in schools. Right. We communicate with them there, and then um, we bring them on board. Uh, they they can earn an instrument. You know, we collect instruments. Um, we have a board member, Dorian Perot, who was former uh, high school teacher at Asbury Park for years. He knows so many people. Um, so if we get a used trumpet, we fix that trumpet up. Mm-hmm. And if we're teaching a kid, we say, "Son, a young lady, this is going to be yours." But here's what you have to do. You got to work hard for the next four to six weeks. Then this trumpet's going to become yours or this guitar. So it, it's amazing uh, to see to see it all work. And I, my hat's off to John and his team um, for making it happen. And if you ever uh, want to put a smile on your face, stop by Lake House Music Academy, get a tour and observe what's going on. <laughs> If you ever need a little pick me up, you know, I've, I'd love to have you over there. And, I've and just been show there, you. but I've never had a tour. Like I said, I know all these kids who play there. I've been there. My daughters get their hair done at Boho Hair yeah. Salon, which oh, yeah, is right, right there. Yeah, Albie. and um, yeah, Albie, yeah, he's the man. Um, and um, but well, I'd love to. I'd love to have you guys down and just yeah. let you just watch whether it's uh, virtual okay. or or in person because yeah. John's doing a little bit of both down there right now. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been known people, to hang out in the hall and just listen. Yeah. 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 yeah it's cool. Yeah. It's totally yeah. cool. I have very little music ability. And it's a walk of life over um, there, too. I just love to. Yeah. yeah. I just it's love. amazing. A Rumson kid will be there, and then one of our scholarship oh, yeah. kids will be right next to him. Yeah. So, it's so awesome. It is awesome. It's so awesome. So, um, question <laughs> for you. How'd you get started doing this? I was just going to ask. Were you? Oh, sorry, Chris. I should have. Were you there from the beginning? I was there from the beginning. I got to Asbury Park in 2007 as the publisher of the Asbury Park Press. Um, first gentleman that I met was Tom Gilmore. Oh, he wow. He was the economic yep. uh, lead in Asbury Park. And I'll never forget it. We had um, lunch at, uh, I think it was Old Man Rafferty's at the time. It's the <laughs> Ale House now or yep. something. Right, okay. Yeah. There. We sat in the window and he was telling me about the opportunities. And at the time I got there. And uh, I walked that boardwalk on my first day before I went to the office and said, what am I missing? This is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, and I'm from Delaware, Lewis Rehoboth Beach. Oh, so, so you're from Delaware. You I'm went to Delaware and you're from Delaware. Yeah, I'm from Lewis, seven, the other yeah. side of the Cape May Ferry. So, so in 07, I, I've seen started. everything build out there. In 07 in Asbury, it was still pretty. Was, but but the boardwalk area was started starting to see and some I'm, life on the weekend. I'm the kid from Delaware yeah. going, why is this not yeah, like yeah. big Right, right. <laughs> right? So Tom and I are talking and I said, Tom, we got to do something special here. I think we, I, we can. We have to. And it was just perfect because – 
he was up to that too. That, yeah, that was he's, the, that's, the he's awesome when it that's comes to that. has been his dream. Yeah. Um, and then the Smithsonian, believe it or not, came to Asbury in 011. We were the first host city. And they had like this trailer with a lot of musical history and what have Thousands of people tore this thing. Mm. And we're like, we may have to start a little bit of a musical organization here and, and try to see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really where it was born. Right. And then in, in um, I'm looking here at my notes, in 13 is when we started getting into youth programs because we then we knew John mm-hmm. and we dabbled there and started to build on it. And then the film festival came in 15 when we said, whoa, the need here is significant. We've got to go big or go home. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of where we've gone and brought the music to the west side and have really tried to do things in Asbury that drive economic development as well so when that that film music and film festival comes to town you can't get a hotel now you is that, can't get is a that restaurant. different than the garden state film festival yes, okay different. so there's two film there's festivals two. the music and film festival and then the garden state film festival yes okay yes. i thought so because Ours is i did music and film and the, and the key there uh we try to do um music in film okay so where there's a the tie-in um and that's what we're looking for. Not always, but that, that's kind of yeah. what we were looking for. There's so many great uh, music-based films out there. Well, uh, I remember Pitch Perfect is one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies. <laughs> yep. And, and Ray will die when he hears this because no, he's like, I'm not watching this with you girls no. again. But yeah, um, yeah. Oh, you like Pitch Perfect oh, yeah. too, Jordan? It's awesome, right? So mm-hmm. Pitch Perfect, um, he's like, I want to make music. Right. I want to write I want to do soundtracks for movies. That's what he wanted to do. Like the main character, Jesse wants to write soundtracks for right, movies. Right. Put together. So yeah, yeah it's cool. like, you, like you said, and studying that in the film and mm-hmm. it has yeah. my, I keep telling stories about me. Can you tell like music is a, a side thing in my life? I love um, it. I, I love hearing it. It, it. Music is intertwined uh, in all of us in some way, shape or form. My, Just let it in. Let it my in. husband is very into music and very into film and knowing what music music and mm-hmm. he also can recite almost any line from many films wow. and um i i'm the you know in the sesame street which one of these is not like the others i'm the one that's not like anybody else in the family <laughs> um but then our daughter took film his a film class last year in college mm-hmm. i mean in high school and she well now she can't watch a movie the same way because she's looking for the cinematic cues. Yeah. She's looking for the, she's listening for the music cues to say, did this music really pop the emotions that right. the, the act? And it's amazing. It's a whole different level and different way of watching things. It is. It is. Yeah. Good for her too. Yeah. So anyway, so you got started. So we, I interrupted your starting yeah, story. Yeah, we started because- uh, 07. I started and met Tom and we just little by little went after some low hanging fruit because the the community lacked confidence. There have been so many starts and stops. There starts has and down stops. there, yeah. So, uh, you know, we've got a little bit of this. We're going to make this happen. We're, we're just going to make we're this just, happen. It's not an option. Right. Just don't say the word can't. And I, I remember my uh, if any of my executives are listening, I used to have a bowl on the table in the boardroom. If anybody said the word can't, a buck went into the – and that was our cocktail that's money. Your, that's your swear jar. That's, can't was a bad swear word. Do not say the word can't yeah. in this room. Anything's possible, right? Yeah. And, I mean, there was wallets in there. Pocketbook <laughs> early on. You're in somebody's kitchen sink at that point yet. I mean, it, it was, but as we started doing things and, and – You've become more sober too. There's not as much drink oh, money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but we, we just started that way yeah. and building confidence and, and doing stuff and, and making stuff happen. And, you know, um, I give Tom a ton of credit for that. He he knew the ins and out of the place. I had some wherewithal coming in with a fresh set of eyes. And I also had my company that I could put behind it. Right. The Asbury Park Press. Right. And I felt it was our job to help the community thrive um, and also come together. Um, and I sold my employees on that, uh, and that became very powerful in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's how it, it was literally that simple. Two guys talking in a restaurant and then, um, the timing was right. Timing yeah. was right. We're not, so, we're, yeah. we were in position, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you've got, you've got some local people there that had 
that had made the gamble as well. Yes. You know, they had come in. A lot in. of people so push their chips to the, the only, middle. The only, you know, I mean, this is right. going to benefit us. So how do we help yeah. them? How yeah. do we help them be successful? Yeah. And the tide rises for everybody. That was really the, the sure. philosophy. Still is. Oh, yeah. Still is. How are the venues? And I don't mean just performance venues, but I know, you know, Asbury is so rich in, in um, restaurants and bars mm. and stuff. Are they cooperative with the providing opportunities for your students to perform? Yes. Unbelievable. And the musicians will work them into performances. So if we're doing something at the Stone Pony, and my my good friend Bobby Bandiera has played a, a lot of shows for us, but he'll say, "Hey, give me some of the, the Lake House kids. That's cool. I'll use them as, as uh, backup singers and what have you." That's amazing. It's yeah. great. They're on yeah. the Stone Pony stage uh, playing with one of the greatest musicians. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. You're talking about ripping a guitar up. Yeah. You can rip a guitar up. Um, so the musicians have been wonderful to work with. Um, so have the venues, the non-music venues. Right. I would say. Yeah. Yes. We're welcome. The, there's open arms there. We, um, up until last year, we did a softball tournament, mm. all local. We'd have 10 or 12 teams, all local Asbury park businesses. We would beat the hell out of each other in the softball field. So everybody had pulled hamstrings and yeah, exactly. broken down. <laughs> But we'd award a winner. The walking wounded. The walking wounded would go to the next bar. Yeah, and I I think it was $1,200 a team or something. Everybody got T-shirts. It brought the community together. And we had a fun day. And we raised twenty-five or 30000 that went to the foundation to help run things. It's that type of just grassroots support that we're we're fortunate to have. You know, it's a one-mile square. Jerry just posted on our Facebook page Did the you? link to the Asbury Park Music Live dot org. Okay. So good. thanks, Jerry. Yep. So anybody's interested in donating yep. or doing, getting involved in learning more, there's that. Let me ask you for someone like me with a six year old or you know, someone mm-hmm. listening at home that wants to experience an intro to this, you know, see see one of the performances. What's the what's what's your favorite? What's what's the best thing to do? Uh, assuming that, you know, June first we have a normal summer. You know? <laughs> normal summer. <laughs> so we have a normal summer. Well, the first thing I would do is call John, go down, take a full tour of uh, Lake House. Yeah. And and see what's going on there. And then what I would do um, assuming and, and we're more than assuming we're going to, we're going to have our Mondays at Springwood okay, cool. on the West side. There's always a great lineup. We'll have that out in the next couple of months. I'd bring your family there. Yeah. I would bring your family there. It'll be a great experience yeah. uh, for your daughter in many ways and in many, many ways. Yep. And there's a lot of teaching moments that mm-hmm. when you're in the in car heading there and heading back that you'll be able to point out oh, yeah. um, a few, uh, two years ago, I think one of the uh, things that went viral was the um, white police officer dancing with the African-American uh, female uh, right out in the middle of the dance floor. It was glorious. Yeah. It was glorious. So if you're up to that, I, I would, if you want to see pure music in the future of music, go to Lake House and then attend Springwood uh, or any of our other events um, and, and just get the feel for what we're doing down there. And and I encourage you to bring the kids too. This yeah. isn't something that's adult only uh, until it gets dark. That's well, all. yeah. No, just, um, no that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. That's a great right. question. And and you just made me think of something. I talk to people all the time and they say, uh, Asbury Park, mm. you know, they're from, and I, I'm not throwing stones, but they're from Red Bank or Fairhaven or, or Middletown or what. And I say, I tell you what I'm going to do. You give me a date when you can come down for lunch or dinner, and I'll see if you have that same view of Asbury Park. Yeah. It's amazing how many people live within 10 miles of Asbury Park that haven't been there in 10 years. Yeah. It is. it is. It's unbelievable. It is. It is. It's an, it's uh, it is so much it is. fun. What do we have to do to get you to come down? And yeah, it's it's amazing. Dollar penthouses now right on the ocean. Well, that you <laughs> know that's all going to help. <laughs> that, that is going to help. But, but you know, um, it's it's interesting. It's not going to take the also, grittiness away. Yeah, it, the stone ponies, the stone pony. I don't need the. And if you can't million, yeah. handle that, yeah, I maybe you want to stay I don't home. need the ten million you know, dollar right. penthouse. I, 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 need, I need the the, the, Feel the normal mid sized homes that really populate that that side. I need that to spread to the west side. I need I need a. I need a vibrant yes. community, a safe community. And that, that has all turned around in the last, um, you know, 10, 15 years. Yes. Doubt. And I'll tell you another story. I um, volunteered for the toys and uh, coat drive um, in December, which is, a again, if you want to do something, mm-hmm. volunteer to do that. And I was on the trolley with my buddy Tom Young, who owns the Long Branch Trolley Company. 
And what we would do would pick we pick folks up from the west side, bring them over to where the their uh, bags of toys and, and coats were, put them back on the the trolley and, and take them home. And um, we worked with two uh, police officers that were on the the trolley with us. Um, those police officers knew every single person they got on and off that trolley. Hi, how's your daughter doing? Hey, how's your little That's guy awesome. doing? The engagement. I, I told him after we got done, I said, I, I cannot believe what I've just witnessed here over the last five hours. And I just want to commend both of you. One was a, uh, uh, a white male and the other was a, a, a female Hispanic uh, police officer. They knew yeah. everyone. So it's not about, hey, you know, uh, one of them. That has changed. Other. Totally changed. That has changed. Totally changed. You know, um, they knew everybody over there, and, and those folks knew the knew the police. You and probably, it was friendly. It, Tom, it was Tom great. you just you, you might Man. have just uncovered, you know, the the underlying reason yeah. for this for this rebirth right. too. Yeah. Because it, without that, uh, you have you're nothing. still going to have the problems. Yep. Um, I was blown away. Yeah. I, I, I was blown away. Knew every city. It's, it's one a thing small to town. It is. It is a, it's a small, small town. Mile. It's a small town, and it's yeah. got a small town feel. Yeah. Yet it's a destination, like you said. Right. It's on a bucket list. I mean, right. there's so much oh. history there. Yep. And how lucky can you be to live in a small town that's got that much history, and be part of that? And agreed. You know, I. I through the chamber gotten more and more involved again mm -hmm. the music part with my daughter and then through the chamber um more and more and and at first it was just the boardwalk mm -hmm. and then it was then i got involved with the asbury park and seeing the different side and then we've right. done the you know we did an event at the brewery yep. at the very cool. you know very, very cool, cool. Yeah. um you know and we it, it's just been you know there's so much to do there yep. And so much to see. And it's beautiful. And it's like going into different worlds. Because when you're at the boardwalk, you're at the boardwalk. You're at the beach. You're doing it. Right. But then you walk down and you're on um, Cookman Avenue. Cookman Avenue. Cookman and it's right. it's so – and I was there this summer eating out at restaurants sure. out on the, when they Outside. had the street closed. Sure. And it just was so – Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yep. And they had some music out there yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was just night. so much to go on. And there's the old theaters and you know, yep. taking part in the film festival. I mm -hmm. participated in the film festival one year. Yep. You know, you just see all sorts of, there's so much Agreed. there. Agreed. It's so something much that we there. probably you know, we do. And I know we do. We take it for granted. But, yes. you know, when you talk about Facebook and connecting with old friends, I can't tell you the amount of friends on Facebook that I've seen them. Yep. post a picture of themselves in front of the in front of the stone pony yeah you know we're hearing yep. that like it was it was a you know a bucket list trip or or you know they they ended up in the area and they go oh we got to go see it yeah um and it's something that you know yeah. you and i i grew up going to it's it's yeah. amazing it's amazing uh you drive by there i could go by there this afternoon and you'll see people out there taking pictures out in front of it yeah it's like really mm -hmm. it's it's just uh Stone Pony. And while I do, I do like the outside thing. I'm partial to the old club feel. Old school. Nothing like being inside. You'd come, you'd come home and you'd take off all your clothes because you reek to smoke. That's right. That's a sign of a good time. Oh, yeah. Right? That is the one thing. I don't miss the smoky thing. We used to have a bar in Delaware, the Stone Pony. Did you go to Stone Pony? I never heard of that. No. And you had your, no, Stone Ponies in Asbury Park. What am I thinking of? Stone Balloon. Stone Balloon. And you had your balloon shoes. Because the amount of alcohol on the bottom was just so gross, you only wore them there. Stone Balloon. So, yeah. Yeah. I've been there a couple times. Yeah. Back in the day. Me too. Me too. Just a little bit. That's fine. It's not there anymore. It's very sad. No, it's not. Klondike Kate's is across. Oh, the I know. Just had lunch there, actually. That's actually in October, I had lunch at Klondike's. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Old story. Reminisce Delaware. God, gotta love that place. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, I had two daughters. Neither one of them wanted to go to school there. So sad. Oh man. It was great. So sad. It was great That's then. Okay. It's better now. It's better. It's huge now. Oh, it is huge. It's now. huge it now. Is huge. I mean, you okay? funny oh, ray would probably kill me telling this story but i've told it so many times now who cares all right one more time so one more time because take a little side 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 track down to university of delaware he would have school he would have classes where the habit trail is sure okay and um i was a human i was human resources fashion merchandising so i was over by the student center right but i kind of knew his schedule you know so i would kind of be sitting there 
on a nice sunny afternoon and he and his roommates would come out of class mm -hmm. and they'd be going to Klondike's and I'd just skip my class and go to Klondike's with him. So we're taking our 25 year old back in the day to tour. And I go, yeah, and this is where I used to stalk daddy. And he turns around and looks at me and goes, what? <laughs> what? He goes, I thought you had classes. <clears throat> and he goes, oh, that's right. You weren't in those buildings. I'm like, you know, I just knew your schedule. I hung out. He's like, that is weird. That is really weird. Uh, so yeah. That's funny. That's funny. I live right in Lane Hall. Which was right by the, yeah. the student center. I lived in the before I lived the paper mill. Oh paper yeah, mill paper mill. Yep, I lived in the nunnery. No good comes from there. <laughs> I lived in the nunnery. In the nunnery, Newcastle. Newcastle. Yep. Oh, yeah, I that, did. Nunnery was the only. It's not there anymore. It doesn't. These laws all, don't exist all anymore. Girls. All girls, and it was the only dorm on campus with restricted visitation hours. Yep. You had to oh, sign God. people in and sign yes. them out. And you can't have an all girl dorm anymore. You, you can, can't? but not with you, no. not with those restrictions. The restrictions don't yeah. exist anymore. And I have to say, I didn't mind. Having an, I, I didn't yeah, mind it. Fine. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nicknamed the nunnery. Those were the blue laws, like, I'm guessing, or something like that. Or well, I, don't we know. Had, I don't know. I know we used to drive to Maryland and yeah. pick up beverages. Oh yeah. Did you ever go to? Uh, <laughs> did you ever go to the tap room? Oh yeah. Oh, tap room down in Chesapeake oh, City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <gasps> Yeah. We did that in October too. We yeah, took a little yeah. getaway to Maryland and stopped all of our favorite places on the way down. You're in my we, wheelhouse. You, you, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know where I've been. Yeah. Yeah. Taproom <laughs> was awesome. Places. And it was weird when we were there because it was October. It was just the beginning mm -hmm. of lunchtime. It was early, and there was no one. It was my husband and I, the waitress, and another couple. Yep. In the whole restaurant, never been to the yeah. taproom when it's been like that. No, it was me either. It was bizarre. <laughs> but for those of you that don't know and like crabs, it is worth a two-hour drive on a Saturday down for it's the taproom crabs. Been, fun day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fun day. Sorry, if you you know yeah. if you take take a little field trip. Another field trip. Yep. Another road trip. field trip. So Sunday, are you day. retired and do this full time now? Are you still at the Asbury Park Press? What do you do with your what life do now, I do? Tom? I retired in June of 2019 after 32 years. Great years. Um, enjoyed every every minute of it. Uh, took about six months off. I was still on the board. And then I uh, assumed the um, uh, chairmanship last February. Nobody told me about this. <laughs> right? Nobody told you about Nobody what? told me about this pandemic that yeah. was coming in yeah. March. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, so I've been on that. I've been on this full time since yeah. then. Yeah. Um, we oh, had, so this is your first year as as, as, the, chair, as, a, as a chairman. chairman. Oh, wow. I've been on the board. The, the trial the by time. fire. There. Oh, it's. Yeah. We got a lot of irons in the fire, and, yeah. and, and thanks to my uh, board for putting up with me and uh, mm -hmm. helping me lift. Um, yeah. They've been fantastic, and um, we, we're excited about this year. We just had a board meeting on the 19th, and uh, hey, we're, we're ready to go. Meetings. We're ready to go, so yeah. looking forward to it. But we need the community's help. I'll what's say your, that one more what's time. your next event? What's your next uh, next thing that you're really pushing for? Well, Because you have ongoing education yeah, going on. Yeah, right? the, the education's ongoing. Yeah. Our events team um, is going to come back with a recommendation at, at next month's meeting. Um, one of our uh, board members is Eileen Chapman. She's also a councilwoman uh, with Asbury. So we need to know when venues are going to open up. Yeah. You know, so the the fine folks at Madison Marquette, uh, dear friends of, of mine and ours uh, that control the, you know, the Stone Pony, the Wonder Bar, uh, Paramount Theater. These are all venues that are critical to yeah. us. And I know um, the Wonder Bar is open now to, to some extent and what have you. I need the Paramount open. Okay. You know, I, I need that theater open. Okay. And I know in Red Bank, uh, they're doing a few things with limited audience and what have it's you at the, the Basie. Yeah, the Vogel did was able to open a little bit. Yeah, a little they bit. Just they're brand new. As yeah. you guys know, it's hard to make numbers work mm -hmm. uh, when Very you're hard. when you're bringing in entertainers and you're paying them. And, and it, we live off what's left of that. Yeah. And we need that. So we're going to go at it, uh, as I said earlier, as if June 1, there's going to be – some okay, okay. Hopefully more. So we're we're on the same timetable. Yes, and that's why when you when you yeah. mentioned you were going to switch, I, I think it's a wise move. Yeah. Uh, April's a very aggressive <laughs> timeline. Yeah. Um, it didn't sound aggressive in November. Right? I know, it did, right? It <laughs> did I know. not. I it agree. Did not. I agree with you. <laughs> we but did. We just, just. It's normally our events normally in January, and we had people who are actually saying, "No, we'll be able yeah. to do this in January." And we're like, yeah, no, no, you know, well, no, that's been the whole year, right? Well, the whole year, you're just, you're just like, well, hopefully well, in three more months. Keep kicking the can down the road. And, and my big thing with our group is let's be ready to go yeah. when we can yeah. go. Yeah. Let's not have to come up with something. Let's have it in a file and ready to yeah. pull it and start executing. So that's kind of our, our game plan right now. We're going to, we're going to line them up. 
and be ready to go, but at the same time, aggressively work um, donor uh, mm-hmm. development, mm-hmm. acquisition, keep telling our story, um, and then try to grow that way in the backdrop. You know, we can't, you know, it's January 22nd. January, February, March are tough, tough, tough months. We can't afford not to be productive in those months. We, we just have to be. Mm-hmm. So there'll be some things we'll be announcing, um, you know, around Valentine's Day, St. Patty's Day. I mean, think about the St. Patty's Day parades. How many of those do you think are going to get canceled? Well, they are. I mean, a lot of them were already, if and not, nobody was expecting it to well, be a whole year that they're not going to yeah. be able to have them again. I think most, if not all, right. will be canceled sooner than later. Yeah. So, Which then means that, you know, the one or two that happen are – no, it's it's a mob scene, you know, and, and no one wants and to And that's that. not going to work either. No. Yeah. And then the, the biggest unknown, let's say we open the Paramount Theater in June. It's going to be fantastic and we can have 50% capacity, whatever it is. Um, what is your reluctance as an individual? And I, I think it's each of us will be slightly different. Yeah. Are you the one ready to charge to the front row and listen to the live music and have people next to you? Or are you going to wait three more months and make sure we don't get a peak or a, or a spike in in COVID cases? Uh, you, I, you know, I don't know. Right. And I think I, I don't know. your situation as well as our situation is as leaders of this, mm-hmm. we have to set the example. Right. But we have to be willing to take the chance. But we have to ch- take the yeah. chance responsibly. Correct. We have to take the chance safely. Correct. And what do you put into place to do that? And then, you know, any event you plan – requires time out. You need to plan it far out Mm -hmm. as the restaurants were complaining in the beginning and everything else. Mm -hmm. Right now we're at 25% capacity. Right. It doesn't fly in for a lot of places. So even if you can now go out like and and meet in larger groups, but at 25% capacity, you're still, you you know, making the numbers work at a, at 50% capacity, you got a much better shot. Yes. But again, then you deal with, okay, we can technically legally have this. Right. What's the we can do factor? it responsibly, yeah. but what's the reluctance There's a factor? Reluctance factor, and what's the reluctance is. factor of your planners, right? And your participants, mm-hmm. and right. You know, it's it's. There's and, a lot. And can you afford to have an event bomb out on you? Right. Well, because you're you, you know you're always you don't planning know. these events, and we can't have too the many weather's bomb out, hoping the that. weather's good, and right. Hoping all that stuff. I mean, the stars have to align. You know, and and you're talking if you're trying to do an outdoor event. That yep. you don't normally do because you can normally do it inside, but you're Correct. trying to do it outdoor. You've got ex- ex- added expenses. Right. You've got tents, That's seating, right. rental of all that kind That's of stuff, right. and you still have the weather. That's right. And then you've got the space who's going to allow you to have something outside. Right. And it's – you're planning events right now. It's really, really hard. It's very tricky. Um, and it's – you've got to almost plan ABC yes. for every event and be able yep. to switch to whichever one on very a dime. Very quickly. That's yeah. right. It's like a little bit of a high wire act. Yeah. Um. It's but, so many skills we're learning and now. For, yeah. And for some of that, you know, it just that, that B and C plan don't work. That's right. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. That's right. Well, um, and, and sometimes a decision not to go forward yeah. is a good decision. As much as that's not and, our DNA. And you know what? We want to go, and go, go. And sometimes it's not the right decision. You and can. you might have been like, oh, we were too conservative <clears> that time. But better safe than sorry. Right. Right. You know? I agree. We're all wrestling with the same it's, type it of is, uh, it is. circumstances, but I, I look forward to the day where we have packed houses Me too. in Asbury Park, everybody having some fun and not worrying about Well, you'll let us know because we're coming else. to party. Oh, yeah. Elaine Shembray said, sign me up. She wants to take the tour. She wants. Okay. She's up for any any well, fun. She's always she up for fun. Bored, no, she's always up for fun. <laughs> we'll, we'll give her a good time. Uh, tell her to email me. Yes. Okay. There's my, yeah. that's, uh, my right. email address. We have the email address. Yes, right, yes. Cool. Send it to me. And okay. then we'll, cool. I'll follow up with everybody yeah, that wants please. to come down. We'd yeah. love to have you. And yeah. So you touched on something I want to hit real quick before we're over again, too. And that was the donation of old instruments. Yes. Can anyone donate an yes. old instrument? Yes. If, right. you so they, have, if you have an old instrument, no grand pianos, by the way. We're not movers. No. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank a, you. A, a, it would be awesome. But try, try a venue who might right, want it. Right. right. A legitimate instrument. Um, what we do. We contact Lake House. Do we have uh, a kid that is interested in a saxophone, let's say, mm-hmm. an alto sax we have? Um, we have one. Okay. We will then accept it. We'll give it to our guys to clean up, and then it will get to the kid. So uh, we contact the foundation contact, for that. Uh, Jerry, in fact. Jerry. Okay, Jerry House. Contact Jerry. Okay. Um, we've done in the past, we've done a mass collection. 
uh, that we thought that was a great idea. It turned out to be a storage nightmare. Okay. Yeah. And then our goal is to get instruments to to the kids. It's not to have, hey, I don't want a a music store. It's not. No, we don't want that. (laughs) We don't want that. We want to get instruments to kids in a timely fashion. So, yeah, if you have something, love to have it. We have kids that uh, are in need. And we get a few calls a week. Frankly, we, I bet, really yeah. Do. And we've we've placed, you know, I think in nineteen. It's like placing on a, a lost animal because it's yeah. kind of like Toy Story. You know, every instrument needs its loving yeah. owner. I think we've placed like a hundred um, instruments since nineteen. That's great. Yeah, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah, it's it really great. Is. Yeah, because you want to make sure that when you're giving it to one of the kids, that they're going to continue to play it. It's not going to sit in their room either. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's why you have to earn it. We do. Right. You don't get that on day one. Yeah, and that's that's too easy. You're yeah. you're going to earn this. Earn this. Thing. You want to show us and that you want it. When you've shown that you're leaning in to your lessons, you're showing up, you're engaged. Right. That's when you earn that instrument. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it is 10 o'clock. I do apologize for the technical difficulty. We're completely recorded, (laughs) so we we will get a recording onto the EMAC website. We will get you a recording to post wherever you'd like. We will put it Um, up. We did put part two on Facebook when we got it going, but so we missed a smidge. But uh, that's all right. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you on June 9th. Thank you. We will be there. We will have a full table, I'm sure, of enthusiastic board members and friends. And uh, again, thank you. uh, for recognizing uh, the Asbury Park Music Foundation. Great. Thank you. That was great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Really Congratulations on Thank the Spinnaker Award. And Thank you. Um, good luck this spring. I can't wait to see you guys live. Yes. Yeah. Let's right. do it. Jordan, put your little face in here with Dad. Get in there. Yeah. Nice job, Jordan. Camera. That there was you go. technology. Nice class. job. That was technology. Good, good Jordan? Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, everyone. Well done. Thanks, everybody. Great job. <laughs>